You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And are we on? We are. We are. On. We you, are. You've I, done your job properly. No, Sebastian was all over it. He got those mics on before I could. I was trying to move you so you're centered on the in the camera. Yeah, I forget that we're wherever the mic is on. Mm. We are on camera. We are. If you're, but we'll streaming. have to change your mic because right now yeah. it's it's kind oh. of blocking your face. How yeah, about that? there is you that go. Better? There you go. And just my gorgeous up. faces. Yeah. No point in just seeing the back front of the microphone. And center. Good. How are you, Franklin? Hey, you know it's been a wild week. I was going to say, and I missed you last week. Well. um... Um, I'll tell you, uh, it was uh, a funeral for uh, George Donescu. Mm-hmm. That's that's why I was last away last Saturday. Week. Yeah. yeah, it was marvelous. It was marvelous. And, if there uh, is such a thing as a marvelous funeral, yes, uh, but it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, his son Robin uh, delivered a eulogy that went for about a half an hour, and he was brilliant, honest to Pete. And uh, uh, tomorrow evening, mm-hmm. a big band Sunday night mm-hmm. uh, is going to be on the air. However. Uh, I'm going to be hosting it, and, and there's a darn good reason why. Yeah. We'll I'll explain all of that mm, tomorrow evening, tomorrow. but... Uh Big Band Sunday Night continues. Right, yeah. and and you, the very multi-talented, oh. throw you into any situation, <laughs> will rise to the top. I well, know you will. yes, yes. You're uh, that good. But the tribute we had last Sunday evening here on the station, I it heard. was incredible. I heard, it was amazing. Everybody yeah. uh, on staff just jumped into the fore, and they did uh, fabulous research, getting old clips of George and, and playing them, and you know, playing songs, and then he'd comment on the song. It just—it was wonderful. <laughs> it was, really was wonderful, and I, I commend all the staff, including—and this sounds like I'm a brown noser, but mm. <laughs> a program director, Larry McGinnis. Honest to God, that guy was just great. He yeah. came in to direct the show, and he was marvelous. Anyway, that's so cool. Yep. All right, we're all uh, enough of that. Let's uh, get into the garden show. Oh yeah, the garden show. That's why we're here. We got to <laughs> dig a little dirt there. You bet. That's right. Uh, all right. Time to here. get down and dirty, my friend. <laughs> right in. Toronto, if you uh, want to call Charlie, and I hope you do, here's the number, 416-360-0740, and then anywhere else in the province, 1-866-740-4740. And our little mantra, mm-hmm. call early, call often, one question per call. If you happen to be a first-time caller, please let Sebastian know, and he will let me know, and then I will reach for this little bell and go... That's right. Yeah. Oh, and a high quick to Kim Cushell, the president of the International Frank Proctor Fan Club. <laughs> <laughs> I know. She's president yeah, for yeah, life, yeah, I think. Yeah. Self-appointed, I might point That's out. That's right. Uh, okay, so let's just, one quick thing to remind sure. everybody. Between the, the days of, oh, sorry, the two days, Thursday, December yeah. 6th and Friday, December 7th, so obviously coming up this week, the Royal Botanical Gardens will be hosting Fest of Ales. It's uh, I'll kicking, drink yeah, oh, exactly, kicking off the holiday season <laughs> in the best way possible. So what it's all about is craft beer, food, there's a DJ, Mediterranean garden tour, a Groot station, 
and a botanical train display. So for more information, rbg.ca. Um, we will talk a little more as we get into the show about some gifts for gardeners because we have, I did get a request from one of our listeners to share gifts, any good ideas for gifts. Last week, Lindsay was here. Thank you, Lindsay Drake Nightingale, for stepping up when I needed you last Saturday. She, she uh, shared the crock idea mm-hmm. as just a great little shoe to go in and out of the garden, leave your mud at the front door, you know, walk in the yep. wet, walk in the mud, mm-hmm. do what you need to do as just a great gift for a gardener. Um, I talked about the Toronto Gardener's Journal and Source Book, mm-hmm. which I was had with me and I bestowed on to Lindsay as an early Christmas present for her. And uh, we did have some uh, information, more information on that, that of course you can get a hold of the TorontoGardenBook.com from the website. It's also for sale at the Toronto Botanical Gardens, so ah. you can go there to pick it up. Um, and I did, that was from um, Rosemary Dobson yep. shared that. So lo- lots of things to share here and things going on. So l- certainly ask those questions, share those tips. If you have some good ideas of yeah. gifts for gardeners, give us a call and let's all hear it. You got it. You got it. Okay. Uh, we'll be along to talk to our first caller and see what's on our mind. And that would be uh, Catherine in Waterloo right after these words. On- Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin exclusively on Zoomer Radio. All right, my darling, let's head to the phone lines and say <laughs> hi to Catherine in Waterloo. Good morning, Catherine. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Charlie, um, I have a ceramic planter mm-hmm. that has no drainage hole. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering what kind of plant, I was hoping for a jade plant. <laughs> uh, 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 okay. uh, could, I, could I grow in, okay. in how, this planter? How big is the planter, roughly? Oh, oh, five or six inches tall. You mean? Yeah. Okay, so five and and five or six inches wide as well, probably. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Many of us have beautiful ceramic, like bowls or planters that we love and we want to use for plants to grow in, but they have no drainage holes. We, we call that an overpot or a cash pot. So C-A-C-H-E, a cash pot. Mm-hmm. So what you do is you get your little jade plant that's in a little plastic pot with drainage holes and you sit that little plastic pot oh. and that plant into your beautiful ceramic overpot oh. and then, that, then you've got your drainage happening. And when you water, you can clearly see that the water has come through the drainage holes into your little cash pot. You let the plant sit with that water in the overpot for, you know, five, ten minutes. If it's still there, you dump it out and put your plant back in and enjoy it. Oh, That's what I would do. (laughs) Simple, huh? Thank you. (laughs) Everything is hard till you know how. (laughs) That's great. You're welcome. Enjoy that. Yeah, no, I love those beautiful planters. But never, Mm -hmm. ever, ever plant into a planter without drainage holes. You do not know what's going on down there unless you've got drainage holes. Exactly. Okay. Mississauga, that's where we're heading next. There's Mary. Good morning, Mary. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Uh, I bought a small Diffenbachia plant, Mm -hmm. and I bought... um, Anyway, it, the leaves at the bottom are starting to turn brown, or a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it says moderately dry soil. How often should I water it, and how much water? Well, first off, tell me how much light you've got it in. Well, I'm on the east side of a, you know, five. I'm in a five uh, fifth floor condo, mm-hmm. but I'm sit- it's sitting on the floor, kind of by the window, because that's where the light comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know if it's too cold there by the window. No, it won't be too cold, likely. Um, it's how When you say small, how tall is it, roughly? The pot is probably a five-inch pot. Oh, yeah, so it's only so the whole plant. It has lots of leaves on it. Okay. Um, so what I would do is, number one, I would get it off the floor. I would get it up onto a table okay. so that it's going to get a little more light. Right. Eastern location is fine for Diefenbachia. They are, well, that's what we would call um, almost indirect light, though it's, it is direct light, obviously, early in the day. Right. And that's plenty of light. Uh, don't worry about the coldness. I wouldn't put it right on the window ledge because you're, you're no. right. It's going to be cold if it's touching the glass. But, yeah, on a table so it's a little higher up. Sometimes it's a little dark and a little cool down at floor level. You want to make sure it's not getting blown on in terms of the heat. Right. So that there's, because that will dry out the tips and, and, you know, no tropical plants likes, plant likes that hot air that comes out of our furnaces and our heating vents at this time of year. So avoid any hot drafts or cold drafts on the plant. Would that be the same for an orchid too? Yes, and you know what, the orchid and the deef would be very happy together. Um, best case scenario is get yourself almost like a, a cookie sheet or a tray, uh-huh. uh, fill it with pebbles, sit your deef and your orchid on top of the pebbles, and fill that tray with water. You'll have water constantly evaporating around the plants, and they will thrive in that. Both of them are, you know, sort of uh, rainforest, uh, oh. um, tropical, humidity-loving plants. So I can put them both on the tray yeah. with water. And, and I bought friends. this Schultz orchid liquid plant food. Can I use that then in my water? I no, so. because remember, these plants aren't going to be sitting in the water. They're going to sit on pebbles. Right. And the, they will not be, the bottom of the pot will not be in water. Right. They'll be sitting above the right. water, but water will be constantly evaporating. So no, don't waste your, your food into that water. But certainly you can use your orchid food when you're watering the orchid, for sure. Okay. Um, but in terms of how often you water the Diefenbachia, I would... Let it's a, it's a small enough pot you can feel by the weight when it's dry. Uh, you do want to let it get pretty dry, like almost you know completely bone dry, and then water thoroughly. So it's one of those situations where it's going to feel dry on the surface. You want it to feel dry and almost you know hard, uh, cardboardy on the surface, and then water thoroughly so that the the um, root ball is thoroughly saturated. So you know cup two cups, however much water that takes, and do that. I don't know how often you're going to need to do that. It might be every week, every 10 days, every two weeks. kind of depends on temperatures and amount of light that's getting in, uh, whether the sun shines. We haven't seen a lot of sun lately. It's been very gray. So, you know, none of our indoor plants are using a lot of water at this time of year. Thank you so much. I love your show. Thank you so much for calling. Thank you so much. Okay. (laughs) Everybody's happy. Hey, that's good. Mm, good. That was uh, Ted Lewis. Everybody's happy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, everybody's yeah. everybody's gardening is what I'm liking. Well, yeah, and here we are in December number uh, one. That's right. His first day, yeah. That's right. That, welcome to December. That? Merry Christmas. And you, uh, happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah starts <laughs> tomorrow. Oh, that's right. Yes. Okay. Mm. Uh, more about that in a little bit. We have to take a little bit of a break. Okay. Uh, we're coming up with, uh, certainly uh, not the next caller, but the next after that is a first-time caller. Woo, baby. Hang in there, Sandy. We're going to get to you. Okay. And Colleen, you're next from Elmira here on The Garden Show. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Will, Charlie, let me see here. Oh, wait, um, you were going to do I the numbers. Get, yes. Yeah, sorry. That's where Didn't I mean to interrupt. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Nobody tells me what to, how to do my job better than Charlie. Okay, phone number in Toronto. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> you always make me feel like such a bully. Oh, 
No. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't believe that. Um, <laughs> in Toronto, call 416-360-0740. Anywhere in the province, toll free 1-866-744-740. Out to Elmira. Mm-hmm. There's Colleen. Good morning, Colleen. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Morning. Hello, hello to you, Frank and <laughs> Thank Charlie. You. Thank you. What's going on at your place? Well, <laughs> I'm. I just turned eighty two weeks ago. Oh, uh, happy birthday! And, happy birthday! And my granddaughter, her gave me her favorite flower, uh-huh. and it's a plant. It's a calla lily. Mm, beautiful. Yeah, I don't want to kill it. That's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. But uh, it's got it's in it's, it's in a ceramic pot. Okay. And it's planted right in the dirt. There's no drainage hole. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. It's an eight inch. It's eight inches across and about eight inches tall. It's mm. a heavy ceramic pot. Okay. And it says on the card, and I've got it there where where it needs it. Uh, I have two big windows there. There, it's uh, it's in half shade. It says half shade is sunny, so we get some sun whenever we get sun. Mm. And it says water moderately. What do they mean by that? <laughs> yeah, this I'm Deja vu. This sounds like M- Mary's question from Mississauga. She was asking about Diefenbachia. Same thing. Water, you know, keep moderately moist. Alright. So, sorry, what direction is your window facing? East. East, okay. That Which is fine. That's good amount of light. Make sure it's in the light. It's not uh, touching the, the window, so not right on the windowsill. No, but it's, it's, on nice. a, it's on my table here, yeah. and it's about uh, oh, maybe three, four feet away from the radiators. I have hot water rats. Oh, gee, okay. Uh, all right, so yes, you definitely don't want to put too close to the rats. No. What, what's kind of nice with those hot water rats is you get a bowls of water and sit bowls of water on top of the rats, and you'll no. get just that extra humidity that, as the water evaporates. Um, yes. So that's, and the callow would like that as well. So three or four feet from the rat is good. Avoid drafts, of course, hot or cold. Without drainage, it's going to be a little tricky to, to know when to water. Um, it is a, the calla is growing from a tuber underground, so it's very. If you do overwater, you will kill the plant because it, the tuber will rot. Yeah. Your job, of course, is going to be to feel the surface of the soil. It's uh, it's when it's spongy, it's going to have moisture in it. It's going to get less and less spongy as it gets drier and drier. So yeah. at some point, when it's feeling pretty solid and you know you're not feeling moisture on the surface. Do water. Um, probably you'll be watering it maybe about a half a cup, three quarters of a cup at a time. Yeah. And it might be every week. It might be every two weeks. Hard to say. It's you know comes down to temperature and light levels. Mm-hmm. But know in your heart of hearts that if the, as if the leaves start to turn brown, do not beat yourself up, the plant will go dormant at some point. It has been growing artificially uh, in a greenhouse. Normally, callas are completely dormant at this time of year, as in sleeping. But this one's been tricked into Mm. growing now in December, so that's great. Enjoy it through December, January. By February, I expect it's going to be turning yellow and going to sleep and having a dormant period then. Ooh, what do I do with it then? Then, Well, when you see it starting to yellow like that, you stop watering entirely and let it just go completely yellow, trim off all the yellow leaves, let it just sit and let it sleep for, you know, two months roughly. By spring, you know, by May, time to put it back up on the window ledge. If you have a balcony, put it out on the balcony, water it. It should wake up and start growing again. Yeah, well, it, it's got, there's about 10 stalks in here. Nice. And Very it's got, but, but the, you know, I'm used to seeing Kelly Lily. That's her favorite flower. She, uh, they're usually bigger. These are tall, narrow flowers. Oh, yeah. What color are they? 
they're uh, yellow and purple. Oh, very nice. And kind of, so, some have yellow with purple on the edges. And Oh, yeah, there's some great, they've bred some really beautiful calla lilies. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, well, enjoy that. But just know, like I said, that it's, if it does, you know, don't think that you're killing it if it does start to turn yellow. It will need to go dormant at some point. Yeah. Well, when the, well, uh, do I cut it off? Only once the leaves are yellow. Anything as it, any Just leaf. Just cut the yellow leaves, not yeah. the stems. Uh, no, leaves, anything yellow, including stems. Yeah. Because the yellow will progress from, you know, the green leaves down to the soil level, and you'll cut off at soil level at that point. Yeah, okay. 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 You give us a call if there's any issues moving forward, but certainly enjoy it. Uh, enjoy it for, for now because it's going to be very pretty for through the Christmas season. Okay, it'll stay, it'll last for, the flowers will last for a while. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know? they look pretty solid right now. Oh, nice. Excellent. That's great, Colleen. Thanks yeah. for sharing. Thank you. And, yeah, you know, I never hear the term uh, or the name of that plant, calla lily, uh, without. without thinking of Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> I knew you were going to say and that. She, to my impression, Catherine Hepburn, uh-huh. her famous line, uh-huh. the calla lilies are in bloom. <laughs> Thank you, Franklin. Thank you. you are so multi-talented. It's frightening. Oh, my gosh. I know. <laughs> uh, oh, hey, uh, I have reason to reach to the, the bell here. The famous but bell. I, I want to I remind everybody, just a sec here, we've got about three lines open. So give a call right now. Wish her very Merry Christmas. Uh, 416-360-0740 in Toronto. Anywhere in the province, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And... That is for Sandy, first-time caller from Cambridge. Hi, Sandy. Hi, Frank. How are you? Good, thank you. Good morning. Yeah, Welcome. I just, um, thank you for your email back over uh, George Genescu. Oh, bless your heart. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm that crazy Sandy that emailed you. Oh, all right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my question for um, Charlie is I have um, two azalea, not azalea, Christmas cactus. Uh-huh. And I just have them. I don't have a clue what to do. Uh, they're in the store bought where they have the paper wrapped around the pot. Uh-huh. Do I take that paper off? Um, I would uh, eventually. Uh, it, sometimes it just makes it easier because remember, Christmas cactus is a form of cactus, and it's very important that plant doesn't sit in water. So it, the the plants will be in little plastic, probably green plastic pots with drainage holes. So you get yourself a couple of saucers and you sit the pots into a, into a saucer. Take away the plastic or the you know the paper cover if it's easier for you to see what you're doing. Um, bright spot, you need a bright window ledge, preferably right in the window. They like that cool uh, coming off the window. Avoid hot air drafts on this plant. And you are going to feel the surface of the soil, and you are not going to water until that plant is bone dry. So it could be a week, could be a two weeks, hard to say. But you need brightness, and you need... St- Absolute drying out between waterings, and then thorough waterings when you do water. Yeah, that's that's okay. what I thought. Okay, good. So, you, did you buy these for yourself, or were these a, a gift that somebody gave you? Oh, I bought them, bought them myself. You fell in I, love. I, I, amaryllis, I love, but I uh, don't have my success with them, so I went to do a, a Christmas cactus. Christmas cactus can last for a very long time. They, you know, I know people that have, you know, inherited. Actually, I even inherited a Christmas cactus from my aunt. So, I mean, these things can go on for decades um, and get huge as a result if they do, you know, live for a very, very long time. So, remember to turn the plant 180 degrees every couple of days. Otherwise, it'll grow all on one side and be completely lopsided. So, there's that turning. 
watering. But yeah, bright, bright and cool and thorough watering only when bone dry. Yeah, okay, they do like the cool. They do. Okay, because I have them. My unfortunately, my red, my heat registers right on, right in front of the window. They always yeah, are. Yeah. So you need to get yourself to your local, you know, whatever home hardware uh, store. Deflector. Yeah, there's yep. vent, they're called vent deflectors, and it's just a little magnetic uh-huh. plastic uh, arch, if you will, that sits right over top of the vent and blows it either the, the hot air along the floor mm-hmm. to away from the window or into the wall. Either way, but at least it's not going straight up onto the plant. Thank you. I do have a bowl of water in between the two pots. Okay, good idea. (laughs) I'm sure they appreciate that. Thank you, Sandy. All right. Thank okay. you. And, wow, my arm is getting sore. Oh, I'm reaching for the bell thing. again. <laughs> yes, first time caller. Wait a minute. Hey, Jen in Toronto. Welcome to the show. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Um, so I have a pothos. Is that the right way to say it? Yep, yeah, pothos, yep. Um, it's my second one because the first one I killed, which is hard to believe because it's so hard to kill a pothos. I was going to say it's pretty unkillable, so carry yeah, on. Yeah, I, I overwatered it and it was sitting in water, so it got uh, rot. Yeah. So I got a new one, and now the new one, is it normal for a couple of the leaves to turn yellow? And the second part is I've got a few leaves that have a, a dark brown sort of spot on them. Okay, so the yellow leaves, um, if you were to identify where those yellow leaves are, would they be uh, older leaves down closer to the ground or would, would they be out on the tips? Because this is a vining plant, so it does grow long vines. So the yellow leaves would be out towards the growing end or more close down to the, the pot end? They're in the dense area in the pot yeah. where there's a lot of other leaves. Yeah, that's all completely normal. Those are older leaves, and they, when these plants are potted up and sold, of course, they're, they're, they really put a lot of little stems into one pot, so it's yeah. a very, very full plant. So the odd yellow leaf is completely normal. Don't worry about that. Um, okay. Brown spots, um, sometimes that can be a humidity issue. Have you been uh, spritzing water on this plant? No, no, but I have been um, running a warm mist humidifier in the room that it's in. Mm. All right, so make sure that that humidifier is not aiming any of that mist at the plant. Make okay. sure Make sure that it's you know it's the the mist is humidifying the room, but not by you know staying several feet away from the plant. Is the okay. plant getting any light at all? Is it in a window or? It's hanging in a macrame mm-hmm. hanger, um, and the window is. It's about four feet from the window, and it's west light. Okay. That's, that should it's be fine. It's going fun. to get south, though, because I'm about to move. It's going to be hanging in a south oh, window. It'll, yeah, so it'll like that, too. Yeah, they're pretty um, amenable to light levels. They'll take high light. They'll take low light. Mm-hmm. Of course, the slower growth, the lower the light. What were you going to say, Frank? Well, no, I'm, I just missed the, the name of the plant we're talking about oh, here. Oh, pothos. I've never heard of it before. Uh, how, what would you know it as? Devil's Claw? Oh, uh, yeah, I don't oh, think he'll no, mean I, anything to Frank. No. <laughs> he knows what an orchid <laughs> <means> is. <laughs> Here, I'm going to show him a Those variegated green plants with the long vines that can climb down along your wall. <laughs> uh, okay. yeah. Oh, uh, uh, no, that's not it either. Charlie's going to the uh, internet here. To yeah, I'm just going to show can, here. Uh, oh, there oh you go. teachable moment here. For there you Frank. go, teachable moment for Frank. See? see oh, what yeah, that's the mean. plant. Oh, I got You've you. seen that. I've seen one before. It's a heart shaped leaf. It's often speckled, yellow and green, white and green. 
There's some nice one out there now called lime. It's like a lime. Pothos. 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 P o t h o s. Hmm. And um, does it mean just like less water? I, I'm I'm water it once a week, but maybe a cup. Okay, so the trick with any tropical plant is when you water, water thoroughly. So, of course, it's in a macrame hanger, but I assume there's some kind of a pot around the pot or a saucer to catch water. So if you need to get up on a ladder with your, your, you know, jug of water to do the watering, pour some water in, wait till it comes out of the drainage holes into the saucer below, however much water that might be. It might be a cup, it might be a cup and a half, it might be two cups. You want to thoroughly water, and then do not water again until you feel the soil, and it feels dry on the surface, uh, and quite dry is fine. Um, okay. You, you don't err on overwatering this plant. It's uh, it's a very amenable. You get, It can get so dry that it's completely limp, and then you really know it's dry, and then you can water, and it'll all per up again for you. So err on the side of underwatering rather than overwatering. Okay. Okay. Okay, great. Okay. Thank you so much. I love listening to you both. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you so much for calling and letting us know that. Okay, I will call again another time. Oh, okay, <laughs> don't do. be a stranger. Yeah, I always love getting compliments. Gosh. I know, and coffee's always <laughs> you, on. You can hang out with us. Do you know, Charlie, I <laughs> yes, have never right. heard this name before. It belongs to a, I'm going to say, a lovely lady in Scarborough. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm sure and that's true with a name like Darshana. Now, mm-hmm. see if I've, I've said that properly. I, I hom- only hope I have. Uh, Darshana, welcome to the show for the first time. Yes, there, thank her. you. Good morning. Good, Good morning. morning. I listen to your show all the time, but I just never had a chance to call you. Well, thank um, you for calling. I just have a quick question about my jade plant. Mm-hmm. I had nurtured a jade plant for like 30 years, mm-hmm. and it was lovely, beautiful. And it suddenly, inexplicably, got some bugs in the summertime, mm-hmm. and I tried to spray it, and eventually it died. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had all the, I, I sort of snipped off all the babies, one could call it, mm-hmm. and just replanted it in another, in the same pot, but I used new soil okay. just to just to start them up. Mm-hmm. I knew that I'd have to separate them eventually. But now I find that there is some mold on some of the leaves, and they're not doing so well. Initially, they all were doing really well. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure why I'm getting the mold. You know, I, I I don't overwater them, and I have no idea. So when you say mold, it's like white powder, or how, what is the mold? Uh, no, like? it's it's like black black spots all over them. Hmm. Black spots all over the leaves. And is this plant in sunshine in a window? I, yes, it 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 has loved that window, and I get the morning sun. Okay, so it's and it's been there for years and years, and then these are babies from the original. From the original, um, yes, the original. For some reason, I, I could see these little little bugs that were flying out of there, and then I tried spraying it, and I tried this and that, and eventually the whole. Um, you know, the whole yeah. the whole plant was just dying and becoming hollow. Yeah. So when you saw those little bugs flying out of there, were they they were not the color white? Were they? They were looked almost like a fruit. No, fly? they looked they looked like uh, little beetles, just half the size of an actual beetle. Okay. Uh, all right. Yeah, not sure where those would have come from. I mean, there are some insects that will infest 
the soil, the, the, the uh-huh. soil in the pots of our plants that look a lot like fruit flies that are actually fungus gnats. And they, uh-huh. uh, they feed on fungus. And of course, in soil, there is naturally fungus. Uh-huh. But the right. moisture we, the more moist the soil, the more fungus is in the soil. So that's uh-huh. thing, something to be very careful of. And, you know, it, it, it sounds like it's probably a fairly big pot that you've got there because that was a 30 year old yes. jade plant, right? Yes, yes. Um, uh, yes, it's, it's about Yeah. So uh, my one thing that it probably is very hard to tell the moisture level way down deep in that pot. The Mm. surface is going to feel dry, but down deep you have no idea. And then little plants in such a huge, huge pot is also a bit um, challenging because little plants like little pots, they get really overwhelmed if there's the pots too big. So there could be a little bit of stress going on for those little babies anyway, just being in the big pot like that. So I would get a moisture meter. That's that little probe Mm -hmm. that you can stick in the soil. If there's any moisture in that soil, even if it's a foot down, do not water. Uh, so you should be watering maybe once a month, once every two months. Like we're talking, you should not water that often at all. Um, let those plants, even get little dimples the the um the leaves will actually get little dimples on them when they when they're dry and uh, you want to get to that point so if it takes 6 months yeah, don't kill them with kindness yeah let it yeah. be 6 months till you see those little dimples on the leaves mm-hmm. then you can water but not before um, okay. and yeah and i would should just I be uh, feeding it any liquid food n- not at this home? not at this time of year remember we are coming up to the shortest day of the year the plants okay. know that all our tropical plants even though they're in the house with the, the heat they no, right. the light levels are very low. They are not growing. So oh. let them let them be slow. Let them be quiet. Don't push growth. Um, so underwater, like all our plants should be underwater at this time of year because there is no growth happening. And they will not use the water. They will not use the fertilizer. And we'll kill them with kindness, as Frank said, if we're not careful. So, um, yeah, just everybody ignore your plants for now. Just leave them alone. <laughs> we'll talk about your indoor plants. That's my kind of gardening. In, oh, in man. January. That's right. For now, leave them alone. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the Generally. call, Darshana. It's really nice to have you on the air, and uh, yeah. don't be a stranger. And okay? a lovely name, too. Thank yeah, you for Darshana. calling. Hmm. All righty. We have to take a little bit okay. of a break. Uh, let uh, Charlie regroup. <laughs> We've been keeping her busy, boy, I'll tell you. And uh, the phone lines are continuing to be open here, 416-360-0740 in Toronto, anywhere in the province. It is toll-free, 1-866-744-740. And we'll be back in just a moment here on The Garden Show. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Now, Charlie, before we, <laughs> yes. before we go to the phones, I, you have an interesting email to deal with. Well, first. I just want to, yeah. you weren't here last week, so you don't know what transpired, but one of our callers last week was Elaine. Mm. She called from Mississauga, and she was asking about this clump of grass that was growing in her lawn, that the broad leaves, taller than everything else, and what do I do, what do I do, it's, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't know what it is. Well... You know, hadn't 
shut the mic off barely before my phone was dinging at me and a couple of people I know were jumping in with their opinions on what this woman's grass <laughs> is. Uh, one of those people was Paul DeGroot and he uh, sent the message that he thinks that is a perennial rye grass because he is the exact same thing in his lawn uh-huh. that's just this grass that grows faster than everything else. Um, Rosemary Dobson jumped in and she said she thinks it's quack grass uh, because that's what it sounded like to her. But meanwhile, one of our listeners Stuart Robinson sent an email, and actually I think he's got the the right answer. He says, Charlie, the clump grass on the lawn is probably tall fescue. It is in bunches, 8 to 10 inches across, very coarse, has a blade uh, about a quarter inch wide, dig like dig to remove and reseed. Then he goes on to say, quack grass is a little less coarse, but can be recognized by a rhizome root. So that means it's a root that travels right. sideways. Okay. And oracles on the stem. My, he's a bit of a of a. Um, it's where agrologist, uh, grass person. Crabgrass is a flattened plant low to the ground, which we know. And he says sprinkle baking soda on it if you have. Oh, I didn't know that. Crabgrass, I guess that controls it seeding. Anyway, Stu Robinson, thank you very much. And Paul and <laughs> Rosemary, everybody jumped in on that. And I hope um, Elaine is listening. Bottom line is, if you don't like that grass that's different from your turf grass, dig it out, compost <laughs> it, and reseed when either now or in the spring. Well... But th- I, thanks, everybody, yeah. for jumping in. That's great. I mean, you know. And takes, when I grow up, takes a, when takes I a grow village. up, I want to be an agrologist. An agrologist. Yeah, you like the sound of that? Yeah, I like the sound Agrology. of that. Agrology. Yeah. I never wanted to be an agrologist. I, uh, I, grass is, that really is a yeah. job. Like turf, yeah, oh, turf yeah. was big when I was in university. Yeah, yeah. Turf was a, a whole subject unto itself. I, I, I took one course because I had to. There's no <laughs> way I wanted to study grasses down to... Because you don't like cutting the grass. Down to That's the details, why, yeah. yeah. Hey, Selma in Guelph, good morning and welcome to the show. Good morning to you both. Happy ho Good morning. <laughs> Great. I'm calling Charlie to thank you profusely. Oh. A couple of years ago, I called you mm-hmm. in regards to a Japanese wisteria. Okay. Hmm that had things like pods, pea pods, hanging down. Right. And I asked you what to do. Mm-hmm. Your information was to, it's a um, uh, seed for the plant, mm-hmm. to put a pantyhose on it, because when it ripened, it would explode. Right. And all those seeds would go everywhere. Right. I only had one flower on that plant. Mm-hmm. I used that pod and got four plants from it. Oh, nice. Wow. Now, that was two years ago. I now have the original plant mm-hmm. out the front. It's now five feet tall, four feet wide. Wow. Yeah. I got this year 114 seed pods off oh, the plant. Oh, Wow, Lord. that must have been gorgeous when it was flowering. Wow. Yes, my husband took pictures of it. I bet. It was like a wall of bloom. Can, can you send a picture to, uh, to Charlie? Uh, Not really. I don't have a computer or any of those. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All righty. Yeah, so but when, when wisteria yeah. blooms, it almost looks like grapes. Oh, uh, wow. I'll show yeah. up. Yes, it's a nice lavender color. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, very, very nice. That's great. So so you've got the, the mother plant, and you've also got the babies growing, it sounds like. Oh, yes, yes. And I hand a few plants away to everybody else. <sighs> well, just make sure this plant eventually will get very, very large. So just remember, I hope it's growing on something very strong. Yes, I have it solid. on a cast iron rose arbor. 
Oh, look at that. I, sounds I had beautiful. A, a house in St. Catharines, and wisteria grew all around. Oh, oh my Lord, yeah, beautiful. Oh, well, you yeah. see, a few years ago, I purchased one, but it wasn't a Japanese wisteria, right. just the normal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I had it at the end of my deck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That thing grew and grew and grew, busted <laughs> all the wood on the deck. I know. That's wow. a good... Wooden bloom. I, I, I hope people are listening, because that's the thing about wisteria. It's a heavy plant, mm-hmm. and it will bust decks. It'll bust yeah. uh, oh, rooftops. Yes, it it'll, it'll bust telephone poles. It is a very serious plant, yeah. but it is also beautiful. Now, Absolutely with gorgeous. it being so big... Yeah. Yeah. Well, they my do... neighbors think I'm ready for a psych ward <laughs> because all they see now in the fall was this beautiful bush uh-huh. with black pantyhose hanging. Oh, I guess. <laughs> all, right. all right. Don't thank oh, me boy. for that idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all listen right. in. Well, listen to... in this afternoon if you can to my show. I'm going to tell the story about how I try to get rid of raccoons in the chimneys of the house in oh, St. Catharines yes, yes, yes. using. A pair of my wife's pantyhose. Oh I'll tell you about goodness. that story. Uh, we've got to scoot along here. Uh, thanks we for have, your call, uh, Selma. Yeah, thank you, Selma. Uh, Bob and Lynn are waiting on the line. We'll get to you very, very shortly here on The Garden Show from Zoomer Radio as Charlie and I broadcast live and direct from the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village. Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, we're going to bob along to Mississauga. And there's Bob oh, on the excellent. line. <laughs> Good morning, Bob. How are you? Are you? Good, Good morning. We're great. I'm, I'm just watching my bird feeders. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I have, have those, too. a 50-foot linden tree in the backyard, and the roots are above the soil level. Mm. So it means I'm shaving every time I cut the lawn. Mm. What I've done is I've put topsoil around the roots to build up the level. Mm. And I want to know if I can dump grass seed on now and leave it for the winter. Uh, you can dro- dump grass seed now. Birds might take it, though, just so you no, know. They're in the feeder right now. There's going to be 12 sparrows. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, get, I know. I love them. I love the birds. So oh, yeah. active. Um, the only reason you wouldn't put grass seed down now would be if you were putting that seed on a slope. And the grass seed would be likely to wash down the slope in spring rains, etc. No, um, it's on flat ground. Yeah, the trouble, uh, this, trouble is the roots are too high. I know, and that lindens are yeah. famous for that. And you know why that happened? It's because somebody, you or the person who lived there before you, when that tree was planted, did not water deeply to encourage deep oh, roots. So well, there's, a, there's a problem in this neighborhood we live in. There's uh, three feet down, there's a riverbed. Oh, so I can dig down three feet and get water. Oh, my God. Yes, you've got a high water table. Well, I yeah, find we're in that... a flood zone. Oh, okay, in Mississauga. Oh, wow. Still, I mean, lindens are famous for that. They, they're typically, so often people will put the sprinkler out, you know, yeah. the oscillating sprinkler on their lawn, uh, watering the top inch or so of the, of the lawn. And, of course, the linden wants that water, and so it grows all those roots an inch uh, down yeah. and of course the roots get older and bigger and bigger and before you know it they're above soil above the the oh, ground level. It's got to be about three feet across right now. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's you know it's forty forty five years old when it's that well, size. Well, put it in seventy one, I think. Yeah, so uh, it sounds about right. I, I take uh, rainwater off the uh, shed and I put gallons of it on the on the roots. Okay. Good well, you see, that's yeah. it's you can't do what was done before. See those roots for sure. Okay. You can encourage deep rooting now, but you've got those structural roots way up high like that. And again, maybe it is partially because that water table is so high. So oh, bottom yeah. <laughs> bottom line is yes, you can raise the grade around the roots. Well, Don't do it, to do it too fast. Mississauga came in the, the uh, plant people where they are, uh-huh. and they said you got to raise the soil up to the root level. Right. Which I'm doing. Right. I can buy okay. topsoil now cheap. 
Right. I know. Yeah. But do it at like sort of an inch at a time. I don't know how much you have to raise it, the grade, but you don't want to suddenly have a, your grade a foot higher. So no, it's just. Inch. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. So like an inch at a time. And yes, indeed, grass seed now or in the spring. If you do it now, it'll just wait and it'll grow once the conditions are right. Because okay, it's a water soluble seed, you know, yeah. the one that's yeah. supposed to grow anywhere. Okay. Yep. Yep. No. Just it's... watching a nut thatcher. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, Bob. Hey, thank uh, you very thanks much for calling. Thanks, thank you. Keep we... it up, guys. Thank you. Uh, okay. Uh, we have one final caller here to squeeze in, and I'm happily uh, reporting that it's a first-time caller. Oh, good. Hey, that's for Lynn in Brampton. Welcome to the show, Lynn. Oh, hello. How are you? Good. Excellent. What's going on at your place? Well, um, I've got a wisteria that has been um, uh, I planted seven years ago. Mm. It won't flower, mm-hmm. and um, it's it, well. That's I listened to your other caller, mm-hmm. which is great. I got some information here, but I have a question for you. Um, I asked my husband to trim it because we have it on an arbor, mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> I know during the summer we were trimming it back quite often because it just grew so fast. Right, and you're right; it does grow like crazy. Yeah. So I'm trying to keep it controlled. I don't want it all over the place, but. It, it literally just covers the arbor completely. Mm-hmm. But this year, I asked my husband to trim it back for me, and uh, he trimmed it back to the heavy branch, mm-hmm. like right off. Okay. Is it finished now, or am I going to be able to, will it continue to grow, or... Actually, <clears throat> wisteria is one of those plants that it, it, there's actually three times in the year that you do want to prune it. And yes, indeed, you do want to prune hard. Uh, so you have, you have access to the Internet? I do. Okay. So what you want to do is you want to go to something called Fine Gardening, F-I-N-E, Fine Gardening, or just Google pruning and training wisteria yeah and one will come up that it's finegardening.com it's a magazine excellent gardening magazine out of the united states and there's a very very good article here on just that it tells you what part to prune and when yeah. uh and the other thing there used to be a magazine here in ontario called canadian gardening mm-hmm. and they had an excellent article but they since they're out of print i'm not sure if they still have the web up but uh if you can find that canadian gardening training and pruning or just growing wisteria very very relevant because it's you know canadian ontario based yeah i was just wondering though because he cut it back so far mm-hmm. no Will it still be good? Oh, likely. It's a very vigorous plant. It's, okay. uh, it's a plant. Do you have time for one other quick question? Can't. Okay. Sorry. No. Okay. Call early. Yeah. Call often. Yeah. One question per caller. Our little, our little rule, and and being a first time caller, maybe you're not aware of that, but yeah. we we uh, ask you only ask one question per call. But we're out of time. In yeah. Any case. So call. Be first caller <laughs> yeah. next week because we're here. Yeah. We're here next Saturday. Every Saturday for nine. I'm going to look for that name, Lynn from Brampton. Next <laughs> next week, you got to be first in there. And we want okay. an update on the wisteria. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Lynn. Yeah, thank you. Well, gee whiz, uh, look at that. The whoo, right time. So yeah, so you've got your you're busy. You're yeah. back uh, this afternoon, one o'clock, live yes, in the city. Indeed. Yep, and then now you're also the big band guy on Sundays. Yeah, and theater of the mind. Well, for for a little while. Yeah, just for now. Yep. Yeah. So um, yeah, so good for you. You are one busy puppy. Thank you for being here to help and be my my comrade. It is my pleasure, my darling. I certainly appreciate <laughs> it. And I'd like to wish a happy Hanukkah to any, everybody who's celebrating Hanukkah for the next eight days starting tomorrow. It's Lutkata 
time. It's oh I, yes, it's all potatoes. about the food. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Food and candles, light. Hanukkah is a great holiday. It's a very happy holiday. It's a, it's a, it's all about light, and it's good in the dark days of December to be, mm-hmm. you know, celebrating brightness. So, thank you everybody for all your calls. Appreciate that as well, Sebastian. Couldn't do any of this without Sebastian. So, want to thank him as well, and uh, see you all. You know. Gifts for Gardeners, didn't get a chance to get to that. Want to share some books with you? We'll do that next week. Okay. See you then. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.